Hello, hello, and welcome to Intentional Sounding, the Draw Play Podcast. I'm your host, Draw Play Dave Rapocio, for a very disappointing week five overall. With me, as always, is future Browns quarterback Sam Grezis. Aw, oh, thanks, man. That's uh, simultaneously the nicest and meanest thing you've ever said to me. Well, I mean, honestly, the way this season's going, you have probably as good a shot as anyone to start by week 17. We'll, we'll, we'll get to the game, but I, I, I predicted something that happened and it made me sad. Well, also, also with me today is another Grezis. I'm getting swarmed by Grezis's Sam's brother, Will. Welcome back to the show. Thanks. Third time back. It feels good, as we all know. You know, the the third version of a series is always the finest, so um, I'm excited <laughs> to take up the mantle of Godfather 3 and Spider-Man 3 and all that and really just, just tank my reputation on this one. Have some faith. Maybe you'll be uh, Return of the King. There we go. I, I thought you were going to go with Return of the Jedi. I like Return I of the Jedi. Too. I mean, It's not the Return best, but Jedi I like it. Return of the Jedi is my favorite one. It's I know bad more bad opinions, but is that, that the third one? one. I'm... Anyway, no, it's technically yeah. the sixth one. Oh, oh right, the third the third one um, chronologically, but the sixth one in the canon. Anyway, so yeah, as I mentioned before, this was this kind of year so far has been kind of disappointing. I don't know how you guys feel, but I feel kind of let down with football so far this season. I don't think a whole lot yeah. interesting is happening. A lot of teams are bad. The play seems to be bad. There aren't like any big upcoming stories outside maybe the Vikings and possibly the Falcons. Outside that, it's but, just everyone sucks. Yeah, those are two teams that also have a just certainty of disappointing their fans. I think for me, a lot of it has to do with the fact that the teams that I expected to really be fun to watch and dominant this year, uh, the Cardinals was probably the one that jumps to mind the most has not um the pats have been surprisingly good but you know they've been missing brady so the teams that i was looking to really kind of set things on fire haven't this year and the teams that are atop the standings i don't necessarily have a lot of faith in like the falcons so the things that are supposed to be most impressive are still kind of i'm very skeptical about that's absolutely true we might as well start with the cardinals since they were the thursday night game and they finally Looked like they got back on track. I guess playing the 49ers will do that for you. Yeah, they still let the 49ers put 21 points The Cardinals have redeemed their season, at least. At least, they haven't redeemed it, but they've salvaged it. Saved it. it. (laughs) Yeah. They've held it from circling the drain a little bit. It wasn't an impressive win, especially when it was just Drew Stanton versus Blaine Gabbert. Mm, Blaine Gabbert Gabbert sucks, and the 49ers are officially starting cap next week. The Blaine Gabbert era is over. Hey, remember several weeks ago when Sam Grezis defended Blaine Gabbert as an okay quarterback? I do, and I think it's hilarious. You agreed with me. No, I I stopped you during that episode and said, hey, 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 wait a minute. Mediocre is his ceiling. I believe that's what I said. And he was not at his ceiling. Okay. That might have okay. been a bit generous, but it'll be interesting to see what they <laughs> Yeah, do. yeah, he's really come back down to earth. You said, well, you said Blaine Gabbert. I remember you said Blayton Gabbert looked Peyton Manning-esque. Blayton Gabbert. For two drives. That is a direct quote. Yes, was, yes, you did hedge it for two drives until he got sacked for, and then he turned into a pumpkin. That was a conversation, but... Let's be fair. Blaine, Blaine Gabbert has a far superior hairline. I don't think that's that's even in question. So we got to. That's true. That's very right. true. That's about the only place he wins. But, yeah. Yeah. There, there's not a whole lot to say. The Cardinals, they lived, they survive. Carson mm-hmm. Palmer will hopefully have enough rest. He'll come back. We get to see if he's still broken or if whatever is going on with him. Not not a whole lot to say, honestly. I think that's going to be mm-hmm. a recurring theme this week. There's not a whole lot to say. Yeah. Larry Fitzgerald's had a great game. I mean. You know, 81 yards on six receptions, two touchdowns. Great. And I'm always happy when Larry Fitzgerald has a great game because he's easy to root for. Yeah. I mean, I think the big thing is this offense is transitioning more and more to David Johnson. Yeah. He is fantastic. Like, I think right now he's probably the best running back in the league. If you just look at the way the team relies on him, the amount of snaps he's taking, the fact that 
you know, he's a really good blocker, really good pass catcher, really good runner. He's a huge human being. That's interesting for me, and the team has also really struggled with the offensive line, and I think one of the things they're doing is trying to just get Johnson involved right on the edges of the line because they have been so bad at blocking, and that really shuts down their big downfield pass attack. So um, that has been nice for them, but the way they were so successful last year, I still don't know if they can get back to it the way the O-line's playing. No, not at all. We should probably just move on. Patriots yeah. slaughtered the Browns. I think everyone expected that. I don't know if well, it was we quite the slaughter. We, we picked, we picked, <laughs> we the, picked Browns, the Browns, remember. We have to own up to that. We did pick the Browns to win. so That didn't happen. And another Browns quarterback <laughs> got hurt. Yep. Charlie Whitehurst. Uh, I, was, I was, yeah, oh God. Oh, man. Clipboard Jesus. We got to see Clipboard Jesus. I was, I was really disappointed with Terrell Pryor's play at quarterback, I I was so excited to see him take snaps under center, and then so disappointed. Look, as soon as you know he started, if you give him a full preseason to actually practice playing quarterback, he's better than half the quarterbacks the Browns have played this year. He's better than Cody Kessler. I'm sure he's better than Whitehurst. That's true. Uh, you know, he did only get two snaps. I'm sorry, not two snaps. He got two drives, I think. But then he couldn't throw to Terrell Pryor. That's that was the, the problem. Yeah, that's that's he, yeah. He, he didn't have any receivers. He wasn't able to throw to Terrell Pryor like Cody Kessler can, or like Charlie yeah. Whitehurst can. <laughs> Patriots, I they didn't stomp them quite as much as I expected them to. Brady had a great day, obviously, because he yeah, was going to. Yeah. But I was expecting like a forty-eight passing. to thirteen score, not a thirty-three. I feel like the Patriots underperformed scoring 33 points on the Browns. Somehow, yeah. I mean, they didn't have that many yards on the ground either. The Browns kind of, their secondary was dog shit, but their run defense was okay. Well, you also factor in when your quarterback throws the ball out the back of the end zone while getting injured for a safety. Like, that's going to inflate the score a little bit. (laughs) So the play-to-play situation, like at the beginning part of the game, the game was kind of tight until Kessler had that just, uh, it would be funny if it wasn't so sad. That's basically the Browns in a nutshell. It'd be really funny if it wasn't so sad. True. That's their new slogan. They're going to put that over the stadium. It'd be funny if it weren't so sad. The Eagles finally lost. Yeah, against, against the Lions. And I think a lot of people kind of saw this coming. The Lions have a couple games like this every single year. There was a lot of anger at the refs by Eagles fans. Which I oh, think Eagles fans mad? I know. You don't, you don't say. Did they throw batteries at them? I think they did. I think they screwed up a call, <laughs> but it was definitely a case where the Eagles were blaming everything on the refs instead of the fact that their team underperformed They're, the entire first yeah. half and didn't score points until the second, really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wentz threw his first interception. It was surprising a deep bomb. I, I was. I, I it was a deep. Yeah, and you can't. That's the thing. No one's really blaming him for that, right? You no. took a shot, and that's that's fine, especially when you need the points. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, that completely rattles him because it was like the final play that he had. So, <laughs> hopefully, he just crumbles into oblivion, and Ray is just sad, sad man. All the <laughs> oh time. no! Well, he's got a lot on Ray his Rayberg, a friend of the show. <laughs> what's crazy is Wentz he's not being eased in like a lot of rookies are they have like zero run game to speak of Ryan Matthews is hurt yeah. and I'm not even sure he's good at all when healthy like they just don't really have much going in that department so a lot has been put on his head and for the most part he's answered the call but a lot of weight to bear for a 16 game season for a rookie quarterback I, yeah. I think he's for the complete part Born the born the brunt of that responsibility. Honestly, what else could you really expect of him other than I guess going undefeated? But like, what else could you realistically expect of him? This is the first. They they had two turnovers today. This is the first game where the Eagles had any turnovers. The Ryan Matthews turnover was much more decisive and bad, in my opinion, than than the Carson Wentz one. I don't think there's any reason to hop off the Wentz wagon just yet. And I'm not no. even talking about like starting him. I'm talking about people saying he's not 
a strong candidate for you know rookie of the year or something like that no Wentz is absolutely still on track and he's going to be fine this was just a nice little hiccup that i will relish for a week <laughs> sure sure so there was another game between the bears and the colts that i don't think anyone watched mm, good did good you watch you. that game good for you i didn't watch I that bits game. of it i watched bits of it I, sure I watched why bits anyone of it because i said well i said on the podcast last week that i thought this game was winnable for the bears and i i ended up kind it was. of being right it, it was it was a close game with a weird score, and it, the Colts ended up pulling it out. But if you were worried about Andrew Luck and how he is, has been playing, this game probably didn't really give you the kinds of answers you wanted. To be completely honest, and you would have expected no. more against the Bears' defense as well. The that Bears should have been a quarterback tune-up game all around. Like the Colts' defense, yeah. I mean, the Raiders are really setting a new standard for just horrible defenses, but the Colts are up there, especially mm-hmm. the secondary. Hoyer was the best quarterback in the league this past weekend. Just if you look yes. at what he did. 33 for 43 for almost 400 yards. Except on that final play. Did you see that final play? Alshon Jeffrey was wide open yeah. at the end zone and Hoyer yeah. didn't even look he at him. He just missed him. Mm-hmm. I'm just, did you see uh, John Fox's comments about it afterward? When the I, I did, what did he say? Basically, he told the reporters that, "Oh yeah, I can second guess everything when I'm not on the field and I'm in a press booth eating hot dogs." <laughs> they kept asking him, "Well, why didn't he look that way?" And he's just basically ripping into them because they're not players, they're not coaches, they're just up there in their comfortable press boxes with hindsight. It was the most emotion John Fox has ever had. On one hand, he's right, but on the second, on the other hand, he's absolutely ignoring the fault that Brian Hoyer really fucked mm-hmm. up on that final play. Yep, could could have won that game. Not much to say about that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 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 this is the last anyone will say about this game for the rest of the turn. Absolutely. You know what we can also say that about Titans Dolphins. Ten- yeah, I was gonna say Tennessee Miami. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. I predicted the Titans would win, and I'm proud of you them. You did. Good. Good job, Titans. I think the Dolphins mm-hmm. are the most underrated piece of shit in the league. They are they are the worst garbage fire that no one is paying attention to. Yeah, I so I've been seeing a bunch of power rankings for the NFL, and on most of them, the Browns are at the bottom. The Browns are getting the Browns are getting attention because they're bad. The Chargers are getting attention because they're losing in spectacular fashion. Oh my fashion. god! Like. Like the Bucks are getting attention yeah, because they're yeah. losing badly. All these other teams, the Dolphins are not getting any attention whatsoever, but they might have a claim as the worst team. Oh, for sure. They are awful. That said, I, 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 I would not disagree with you. That said, I did stumble across a pretty interesting factoid um, on Football Outsiders, which I strongly recommend to anyone who's looking for some uh, some hard nerd. stats, nerd out on some numbers. <laughs> but they, they rated – we're five weeks into the year. Some teams have only played four games. Yeah. They basically said the Browns have a 50% shot at getting the first overall pick in the draft. This early on in the year, based on whatever wow. voodoo they do with numbers, that the Browns have like a one-to-one shot of being the worst team in the league. So I'm with you watching the teams, the Dolphins. I can't really say that they're much better than anybody, but that kind of blew my mind. That's uh, crazy. I used to really like football outsiders, but I've grown a little less enchanted with them over the years. That's fair. I don't, something, they're, I, I don't, their formulas seem a little bit up their own butt. <laughs> and the, the main, the main guy who who started it, the guy who started it, basically, I feel like he started it to have a way so he could statistically call the Patriots the best team ever because he's a massive yeah. Patriots homer. Yeah, and that's true. He's. So I, I really like a lot of the work they do, but I don't put too much stock in their formula because their formula, I feel like all it does is like when you look at a quarterback rating, that can, you can kind of apply that across a lot of things like DVOA, their mm-hmm. main formula. Mm-hmm. It re- it's mm-hmm. their own formula. It's really only applicable if you only compare teams within that formula. Exactly. And that formula obviously misses a whole lot of variables because you can't really statistically quantify football. There's just so many variables and too little sample size. So I, so if you really value DVOA, I guess, are, are there formulas then following them? But I don't really value because I feel like they've just sort of created their own little statistical bubble. 
That's true. I don't, that's 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 my football but, outsiders problem. I, I like the work they do, but I think they haven't branched out of their little bubble yet. They've created a nice little statistical bubble where they can make all these claims because it works for their formula, but it doesn't work in many others. I just appreciate trying to contextualize things that, like you're saying, are pretty impossible to actually do. But I guess they're trying to take mm-hmm. in more factors than like QB rating, which does, which like if you throw an 80-yard touchdown pass down 50. Like, sure, that's great, but it doesn't actually add value to your team. So, but yeah, I mean, no, it's definitely incomplete. I just thought that number was staggering, regardless of whatever witchcraft produced it, um, <laughs> that the Browns are that destined for just complete. I think if they had won a single game, that would be a completely different story. I think yeah. it's just the fact that they've lost every game that's yeah, affected the rankings. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. It's at, this is the time of year when everyone starts looking at whoever hasn't won yet and starts wondering, well, maybe will they'll go zero and sixteen. Well, here's the other thing, man. The Panthers only have one more win than the Browns, so take take that for whatever that's worth. Redskins, Ravens. Yep. Not much to say about this game. <laughs> Tressman's done. Oh, it's gonna be Tressman's a great done. podcast this week. That's true. The Ravens have fired their offensive coordinator. We'll have to see if this pays off the way the Bills' offensive fire. Yep. <laughs> yep. Works. Yep. Hey, man, they they haven't lost since. Oh man, they replaced Mark Tressman, who sucks, with Marty Morningwig, who sucks. Who also sucks. I, that is a lateral move I have ever. But to be heard fair, the last before. time the Ravens fired their offensive coordinator, Cam Cameron, midseason. Jim Caldwell mm-hmm. came in, and they won the Super yeah. Bowl that year. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Then again, true. and then Jim Caldwell somehow got himself another job because of that, where where he just sits in Detroit making no faces. He does beat the Eagles, though, so I'll appreciate that. I would just like to remind our good listeners where they may have heard the name Marty Morningweg from, and it's because when he was the head coach of the Lions, he elected to kick off under the old overtime rules, and they just went ahead and um, abruptly lost because obviously when you give the ball up, you <laughs> allow the, t- the other team a chance to score in sudden death. Um, so that's been probably his claim to fame so far. So I can't be too excited as a Ravens fan if that's really who we're <laughs> linking up with Joe Flacco. Ravens are not a good team. They have, I think they're three and two now, but it's a very uninspiring three and two. The Redskins might be okay. Mm-hmm. The Redskins are doing better than I expected they would. I mean, sure. they didn't exactly yeah. win that game with a lot of confidence, but they're doing okay. Not much else to say. Texans Vikings. Not much to say about this game. I I know I I do I do actually have <laughs> things to say about this game because I I have been saying this. I'm pretty sure I said this at the beginning of the season or before the season started the texans are a dog shit football team yes they are they're just terrible they're just Mm -hmm. terrible their defense wasn't good with jj watt it's even worse without it brock osweiler might be one of the worst quarterbacks currently playing in the nfl and that is saying something 72 million dollars 72 million dollars without even meeting him face to face good good for him for getting paid yes i i don't mind the fact that he he got paid We've had this discussion before. Listen, if you're a bad oh, good for him, but the Texans are really so really good for you. But but in a league with where you know where uh, let's let's list quarterbacks who who you would rather have than than Brian uh, or than Brock Osweiler right now. I would rather have right now. Okay, he's better than Brian Hoyer. Who he's better than? It'll be it'll be a lot. I mean, Ryan Tannehill. I think. I think Ryan Tannehill. I don't want Tannehill. I want no part of Tannehill. Sorry. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I would take Osweiler over Tannehill. <laughs> Do we got any more? I'll maybe Case Keenum. I don't. I don't have a whole lot of faith. I in don't Case know. I, I would take Keenum over Osweiler. <laughs> I wouldn't. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Geno yeah. Smith. Would you take Geno Smith over Osweiler? Yes. yes. In a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. I would take you. A, you know my my brother. I'm a Geno Smith stan. Um. I think at this point the universe is conspiring against him because if they didn't immediately cut, much less bench Fitzpatrick after his abomination of his six-interception game, clearly they got something yeah. out for Geno. Or 
and some twist of fate, maybe he rubs some people the wrong way, but I can't imagine that being Geno Smith. Doesn't sound like the Geno I know, so I just, anyway, that's my little aside. Give him a shot. Blaine Gabbert. Would you take Blaine Gabbert? No. Oh, man. I, I don't think I would either. And it's not because I, I think well, he's better. It's because I know less about Osweiler. We know Gabbert is shit. We know. Yeah, that's true. We're pretty sure Osweiler what about, is not good. What about Drew Stanton? Oh, I'd take Drew Stanton over Brock Osweiler, personally. I'd, I'd take him just for the sideline celebrations. He's he's a maestro. <laughs> he is a... Oh, man. He's a vanguard in that in that area. What about Terrell Pryor? Yeah. Oh, man. Absolutely. Well, if you're saying if you're saying we don't know Brock Osweiler, and that's why you'd rather have him over Blaine Gabbert, imagine, imagine Terrell Pryor actually being bred as a quarterback if you if you actually made that happen and, and structured an offense around the fact that he is, would be pretty good at both the quarterback and the wide receiver positions that's everything that you know if the nfl wants ratings up they should call up the browns and make them do the that, prior even if they lose every game the the terrell prior lamar miller read option just swirling around in my head oh god oh uh, but yeah. Ah, oh, geez. And we're never going to get it. We're never going to get it. No, we it, won't. It makes me sad, but I'm imagining it right now, and it's making me have thoughts that are inappropriate for a football podcast, or really any podcast. So I'm going to stop that train of thought right now. One thing I think needs to be noted here is I think we have to sit here and appreciate how the Vikings are generating storylines with their defense right now. <sighs> yes, after, yes. after after they beat the Packers, the storyline was, what's wrong with Rodgers? After they mm-hmm. beat the Panthers, everything was like, well, what's wrong with Cam? What's After they Cam? beat the Giants, it was just like, oh, my God, what is wrong with Odell Beckham? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and maybe Manning. <laughs> maybe and then now maybe, after maybe the we Texans, should give the Vikings some credit. Maybe oh, the Vikings man. deserve a little bit more credit than they're getting because every time yeah. they beat a team, the other team is suddenly in a disaster spiral because of someone. Right, right. Maybe, right. maybe let's... I mean, because let's see, Brock Osweiler hasn't had a great season so far, but I don't know if we can really judge him against that defense because the Vikings are probably the most exciting and interesting team to watch for me right now. Sure. I I, I think in the league, the Vikings interest me the most. They they have an offense that's okay. I like watching Sam Bradford play, even though they're not terribly inspiring, but their defense is incredibly inspiring. So... Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're go Vikings. Their awesome. their defense is just just dominant. Like having Kendricks and Anthony Barr on the outside, and Harrison Smith has always been yeah just a favorite. I feel like, and Mike Zimmer. I mean, credit to him. He's a fantastic coach. He he's early front runner for oh, coach yeah. of the year. Yes, yes, yes. Jets, Steelers. Not much to say about this game. Nah, nah. I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick didn't have a terrible, terrible meltdown. I guess that's a thing that happened. Maybe on Bell's back. Steelers, Steelers are still good. All right. Yeah, they they did. They got they got Bell back, and he had an okay game. Their offense is is pretty great. I think if there's one team that has a shot against New England, I think it's Pittsburgh, just because they can put up points. It's the Steelers. Sure. Steelers have the offense that can run with the Patriots, but the Broncos don't. Falcons Broncos, one of the other interesting games this weekend. Well, I think I, yeah. I don't say that. I say this really reluctantly, but you have to give it up to Kyle Shanahan a little bit. Um, the way that they have tried to manufacture yardage this year has switched up every game depending on kind of what they've recognized. Obviously, Julio Jones, you know, set the world on fire and took what he wanted last week. Uh, this week he had two catches, and I don't think that was a fluke. Yeah, yeah he they was quiet. Identified, you know, you don't want to no. go to keep Tlaib and Chris Harris, so you identify this weakness of you know covering running backs and just kind of hitting these short routes and stuff. Like they have been creative and dynamic mm-hmm. with their offense. And, um, that's really cool to see. I also wanted to ask you, Sam, how stoked you are yeah. that all these Broncos fans are wistfully reminiscing on the days of Trevor Simeon and counting down until his return. Like in a million years, oh you my could God. never it have imagined that. It makes me feel that. so happy. 
No, no. <laughs> this is this is beyond my wildest <laughs> dreams for tea scenes. Uh, uh, it's, it's so good. Bengals I, Cowboys. No. Okay. No, we're done. Okay, we're okay, we're no, done. I'm fine, stopping you before you start having too right. much fun with it. Bengals that's Cowboys. Right. Not much to say about this game. I mean, Dak, Dak's legit. Zeke's legit. Bengals are not good. Bengals are bad. <laughs> I think I'm officially on the Bengals are mediocre to bad bandwagon. Yeah. yeah. I, whatever yeah. window they had in those four years where they screwed up, it's over. The Bengals, the Bengals they're not going to hit the playoffs this year. They're uninspiring. Is this the year Marvin Lewis gets mediocre. the can? Like, they've got so much talent on their team. I don't know who's accountable for this. It really should be. Marvin Lewis has had, I think, every chance to bring this team to some modicum of success. And he just kind of really hasn't. Or at least he, he's, he's always underperformed, right? The team has underperformed based yeah. on the talent they have. And I, if I were a diehard Bengals fan, man, and, and they kept Marvin Lewis, if they don't make the playoffs this year, as, it, as you predicted... As they, if they keep going on this current track, they're going to end up like six and ten. It's not. Yeah. They, they're these have all been winnable games. I feel for the Bengals. Yeah. The Bengals of last year might be undefeated at this point. They, sure. they could have beaten the Steelers. They absolutely could have beaten the Cowboys. They had to barely beat the Jets. They, they barely squeaked it off against the Dolphins. Yeah. The Bengals are. Yeah. The Bengals are not good. They are not good. The fire on Andy's head is going out. It's a shame. It's a shame because I don't think Andy Dalton is necessarily washed up. No. I think I just he's think it's fine. I think it's a Something just thing. feels really off. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and like Vontae's perfect has hasn't been playing horribly either. He I, no. he he actually seems to have settled down and and made plays and I joked about it, but it seems like he's he's become a better player. Gio, Gio Bernard is is talented, but he's been quiet. Brandon LaFell is is a great what? receiver. Oh, 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 wait, wait, wait. Okay, first, first horrible opinion of the day. <laughs> Brandon LaFell is a great receiver. Everyone just go ahead and take a moment to write that down. I'm not going to touch okay, that one. Maybe, okay, listen, listen, listen. Okay, I'm exaggerating to make my point. Brandon LaFell is a let's, – let's just say he's a receiver. He's a receiver that can catch the ball. But then they have A.J. Green, who is an amazing yeah, receiver. I'm just who saying would have that thought have that the loss of Muhammad Sanu would be so yeah. critical? And the Falcons yeah. picked him up, and look how good the Falcons are. Clearly, the <laughs> Sanu canoe is the answer. <laughs> the Sanution. More teams need to take a ride in the Sanu canoe. That's the only <laughs> real change I can think of on the Bengals, because they seem like the same team. But yeah. they just... Kind of suck. You know, something they, isn't gelling. I don't know. Some, I don't yeah, know something is. is not working. Reggie Nelson is gone. He's a pretty good safety. Um, he's in the Raiders now. I mean, I can't imagine mm-hmm. that explains everything, obviously, but I'm just thinking of the roster. Yeah, like there hasn't been much turnover. Adam Jones is a year older. Like maybe, yeah, maybe the just air has run out. Yeah. It's it's whatever. Cowboys are winning, and I hate them for it. Yeah, yeah. Fuck so, the Cowboys. Fuck the Cowboys. Not to derail, but what about this Rookie of the Year conversation? Are Dak and Zeke gonna kind of split votes, and Carson Wentz sneaks in and gets it, or what do we think? I think right now Carson Wentz <laughs> is better than both of them. I think that's them. fair too. Like Dak's doing good, but I find Carson far more impressive. Mm-hmm. Dak, Dak, Dak is having a good season, but he's kind of a dinking dunker. He's not wowing me at the position the way he's playing the way Wentz is. I think Wentz is the front runner, even if Zeke or Dak wasn't in the he equation. definitely is a higher degree of difficulty. You said that last week, too. Yeah. Yeah. Da- yeah. Dak's playing well, but he's, he d- he's not inspiring me. So we, we do have to talk about this, though. Jerry Jones and him saying that Tony Romo's now apparently completely healthy and will apparently be the starter when he comes back. Uh, on a scale of bullshit to complete bullshit, where where do you rank those comments? 
or or is it just or is it just does it rank of Jerry Jones and he's just he doesn't know what he's saying? He's I I think I think he is telling the truth when he says Romo will be the starter when he comes back because I think mm-hmm. that will mm-hmm. happen because Romo is good enough and he has earned that place. I think it's complete bullshit that he says he's completely healthy. Yes. We know that's, Jerry that's Jones's history and the Cowboys' history with rushing Romo back when he's not healthy and completely ruining him even further. So I have mm-hmm. that part of the statement is a hundred percent bullshit. But I think the fact that he said he'll come, he'll be the starter when he comes back. I think that's true. Do you think he should be? I because I have trouble I, with this. I, I, think I, I honestly, he, I think. The Cowboys should make sure he is absolutely healthy. It's not like last year where they're completely in the tank without Romo. This time they have the luxury to wait to make sure he's okay Mm -hmm. because Dak is Mm -hmm. playing well enough to win games. So I I agree with that. I I don't know. I, I think Romo should come back because maybe he'll fuck up and everything will go to hell. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I yeah I, I I kind of agree with basically everything Dave said. Um, I think yeah I ultimately Romo when healthy or I'll even take eighty five percent of Romo for as solid as Dak has been. Romo's clearly better. Um, I also don't think Dak's gonna win yeah. you games. Yeah, he will not so far lose you many. He will not lose um, us games. Right, yeah. he'll keep you in though. But sure, the things Romo can do. He's an extremely good quarterback. So, and with the Dallas, with the record they've got, they're talking playoff push at, at four and one. You want a guy that is not only going to kind of keep that ship afloat, but actually win games against those elite teams in the winter. Romo will play when he's perfectly healthy, and I just hope the Cowboys somehow screw it up. Amen. So Rams. The Rams, Sam. Uh, yeah, man, I, th- I really thought they were going to do it. I thought they were going to run the table for the rest of the season. And uh, I was really, really confident in, the, in in them every single week. You can listen to the podcast and, uh, and know that I was really behind them the whole time. Uh, I'm sorry. They ran this... into the no Greg Roman train that yeah, was unstoppable. Yeah. But we, I really want to keep – keep writing this this opinion for as long as we can the fact that that the end of the bills woes happened when they fired roman and now they're going to go undefeated and win yeah. the super bowl i i want that would be that would be the best timeline probably for this nfl season so case yes. keenum i i'm the jared goff countdown needs to start uh case keenum has looked awful yeah, yeah. And look i understand yeah. you know Playing against, he's going to pale in comparison to the other quarterback. Because you know what? What's a man to a tie god? But he's been bad every game, <laughs> even when he hasn't been compared to you know the Lord Tyrod Taylor. Let's sure. let's not let's not praise Tyrod Taylor so well when he had probably <laughs> the biggest screw up of the game, lining up under guard. Oh that god, that was so funny. Result? He's a mastermind. He's a mastermind. That's the ultimate rope of The defense thinks you have no idea what's going on. Set him up, knock him down. The man is he's a revolutionary. Oh man. I think the one thing that needs to be I, the Bills new offensive coordinator, he seems to know how to use LaShawn McCoy. Roman didn't seem to know how to use LaShawn McCoy. McCoy's having a baller season now that uh Roman's not there. He's had a mm-hmm. great three weeks. I think I don't think it's Ty God, because how do you trust a man who lines up behind guard? Got to keep that was, guessing. Who's the last one that did that? Was it at the Saints quarterback? I think it was Aaron Brooks Oof. who did that like, oh, when the geez. Saints were really really bad before Sean Payton. Mm-hmm. That was the mm-hmm. last time I saw it, and it's never not funny. It's because I it's I don't know how it happens. Um, but nope, this was on purpose or by accident. <laughs> I just love how I, I just love how the the running back was lined up right next to him. So if you if you just if you were watching that game, you had no idea what was going on. No, Cause, just because the way they shot it, if you were just kind of idly paying attention and you saw the snap, you're like, what the hell? What the hell happened? What did the what did the what did the center do? And and then when they show the the replay, it's just it's it's, oh. uh, it's, it's good things. <laughs> Sports are great. Yeah. 
for yes. everyone but the yes. San Diego Chargers. This is just sad. Oh God, Chargers! Oh, I, I, man. they are amazing. After witnessing the Giants screw up in the final minutes last year, the Chargers are completely outdoing them this year, almost on a dare. How badly they're messing up in the final minutes every single week. This is insane. Do you see Philip Rivers? Uh, they didn't have audio of it, but him mouthing the words were the bad oh, news God. bears. Yeah, we're the bad news bears, uh, man. <laughs> Just there's a great picture I saw of a a score. I think it was when Amari Cooper was wide open and he was running down mm-hmm. the field. There's there's a shot of Cooper in the foreground running, and in the background you can kind of see the chargers sideline and the only one who has any emotion is rivers and rivers is like crouched down with this like what look on his face <laughs> i love philip rivers philip rivers is wonderful not only have they lost in yeah. spectacularly unlucky horrible ways every single game of the year they've also had some of the most important like foundational players their whole squad go down on IR like each week. This is the first yeah, week yeah. they haven't yeah. they lost, lost somebody Allen, for the right? year. Danny Woodhead, Jeez, Jason Verrett right. might be mm-hmm. their most important defensive player. Yeah, what are you supposed Manti to do? Manti Teo. And credit to Philip Rivers, he's gotten it out as he always has, but that's it. The Chargers are just depressing. I, they're finding new ways to do it every week. This one was that's like, the thing. That's the botched the, field goal the snap. Twist of the knife. That's that's it's it's not like it's not. You're they're driving down with two minutes left every time, and they, it's just an incomplete pass, and, and that's the game. You know, they're finding new ways to break Chargers fans' hearts every week, and that's just gotta. In some ways, it's <sighs> almost inspiring. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, that's the word you want to use. I, I do want to. I do want to bring it back to the Raiders though, real quick, because I think that they are now kind of cashing in on some of that hype that was. The uh, offense finally looked the legit. I don't know if you yeah, were watching this whole game. The first half sucked. Neither team did anything in the first half. It was the second half when they started getting touchdowns. Sure. The first half was like ten to six. It was it was I it wasn't ten to six, but it was a yeah, very was low scoring field goal affair. But yeah. the second half was very exciting. And the Raiders were a big part of that. They they had some exciting stuff going on. Amari Cooper breaking out that sixty four yard touchdown reception. That was amazing. <sighs> it was so good. And and that's the that's the thing, man. I'm I'm really kind of I've become a fan of Derek Carr. And it's just been fun to watch him throw the ball to these inhumanly talented receivers that He's he has great. on the team. I Hooray. think their defense is a huge question mark. Like they're four and one, and they have a really soft schedule. Oh yeah. But oh yeah. Three out of their four wins, they've won by a combined five points. So it might be a bit misleading. Again, they're four and one, and they got a soft schedule coming. Sure. Up. Sure. Um, and they're an awesome team to watch, so I don't want to rain on anyone's parade. But uh, yeah, go Raiders. I mean, we looked at we looked at the Raiders' Facebook pages and stuff after after a couple of their losses, and they agree with you. I don't think even after this win, sure they're they're probably excited after the win, but their defense is still a huge problem. And it's again, we keep saying this whenever we talk about the Raiders' defense. It's not that they don't have talent on the team. It's just that they haven't been playing that well together. Uh, Khalil Mack is usually a sack machine. He had none on the day. I I don't know. I don't know how they They have players at certain levels. I don't know if they have the depth they need. And yeah, the coaching, that's their responsibility. They just have to hire Greg Roman to run (laughs) the defense and then fire him. Oh, ah. Well, do you think it works? Do you think it works on defense too or? I don't know. Why not try? Reverse the polarity. And, I guess. It's not like their defense could get that much worse. So. Fair enough. Giants, Packers. Packers won. It was a complete stinker of a primetime game. The Giants, watch it after five weeks, it's clear. The biggest problem on this team is the offensive line. The interior mm-hmm. offensive line is fine, but we have two giant sacks of rotten meat at tackle. 
Marshall Newhouse and Eric Flowers and whatever garbage mm. replaces them when they get hurt. They are yeah. so bad. Eli is so skittish in the pocket because he cannot trust them whatsoever. On a three-step drop, he's he's already pressured with two steps. He has no time to get rid of the ball, and he's completely panicked, and he can't. He's throwing terrible. Th- it's just but everything is because we don't have a tackle worth a shit. And a lot that's of people are much blaming it. this game on Eli. And I he played terrible. He played terrible. He did, but but if you watch that, fair. no, you. Anyone who needs to watch that game needs to watch the offensive line and realize just how skittish he is because of how bad the the mm-hmm. tackles are. The tackles are mm-hmm. just l- allowing people to just run straight at him, and he's got to get rid of the ball. And he he kind of earned a reputation for being cool, but he was always rattleable. And this is this is part of it. He's yeah. he he has to try and dump it off to the tight end or dump it off to the running back because he doesn't have enough time to let the receiver's routes develop because he's getting slammed. He's getting hit sure. and fumbling the ball. He has to run and panic. It's Eli's not playing well, but I he's sure. a symptom, not the cause. Packers are uh, I mean he was he was sacked what, four times that game? At least one strip sack too. Yeah, yeah. It's that's not that's not what you want. I'm I'm glad that Odell Beckham Jr. uh made up with the kicking that was pretty net. Funny. That was adorable. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I think that was pretty cool on his part. I do, I do. And I and I don't like a lot of people were like, Do you think Odell Beckham has matured? And I saw a lot of like hot takes about how that wasn't him maturing, it was him still being like a it was a look at me move. And I'm like he just caught a touchdown pass. You've spent the last two weeks talking about how immature he is and how you know we're going to be watching him on the sidelines. Now you don't think he knows you're going to be watching? What's to like put on a show and, and like subvert your expectations and stuff? Same thing. I was with, about to uh, say Andrew Eagle Hawkins, Browns receiver, who, who awesome goat, goat. Yeah, <laughs> the ro- it's, it's so good. Now I, I hope more receivers, running backs quarterbacks do that as a touchdown celebration the robotic just put the ball down lock heel turn march off and And then last night we got to add two two to the robert aguayo miscounter yeah yeah, we do but hey he he hit the one that, that counted he hit the one that counted so he was simultaneously the hero and the scapegoat yeah, but I mean, I guess you, you can't really blame this one on him because you know he got it done in the end. Uh, the 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 other thing is, I'm sure Will is just just raring to chime in on this game given his preseason. Well, it's one hit and one miss. Okay. I didn't think the 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 Panthers would regress. I think it's a bit of a cop out because you know when Derek Anderson is playing for that team, I think anyone would would you know imagine they would not be very good. Um, sure. That being said, their defense has been this game notwithstanding, but their defense has been not good this year. I don't think it's just losing Josh Norman. I think it's no. when you have Thomas Davis just getting another year older, and it's just hard to replicate the amount of health they had last year. I don't think they're a bad team by any means. I don't think one and four is indicative of their quality, but I also think you know there were some question marks heading into the off season. Uh, on the flip side of that. I had the Buccaneers winning the division. They're not looking like a division-winning caliber team, but, mm-hmm. you know, who knows? The season's young. They're only two games <laughs> out first. You just forgot to factor in that the Falcons oh, got Mohamed Sanu. Yeah. Once it's you true. remember that, so it, league, it's clear the who the nuclei of the league be. are Mohamed Sanu and Greg Roman. We just need to track where they go. And Greg yep. Roman. Oh, man. Imagine, imagine if... I was going to say the Falcons should hire Greg Roman, and they, that's how you build like a, a lasting I'm imagining, in this league. You fire Greg Roman. I'm imagining a beautiful mind style like shed just filled with newspaper clippings and thumbtacks with strings attached to them of both these guys' careers and like where they've zigzagged <laughs> and crossed and somebody feverishly just – I think we need to get to the bottom of this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start looking – at the Bills and the Falcons logo for hidden Illuminati triangles. And that's going to be my homework for, for next week. Falcons probably have one. They have a pretty angular logo. There's an F hidden that's in there true. if you haven't seen it. It's pretty deep stuff. There is. Wait. For Falcon. 
<laughs> is it F for Filluminati? <laughs> yes. It's for Freemasons. For Freemasons. <laughs> there it is. There's the joke that I was looking for but couldn't find. So I do want to uh, say that when we were making our Outrageous Predictions podcast where we picked where mm-hmm. we predicted Scumbag Kicker, um, yeah. I predicted the Panthers would regress. I never w- thought it would be this kind of regress, but I did predict they would regress. I don't think anyone anyone predicted them going one and four to start the season. That is nope. very, very surprising to I think everybody. There are a couple morons on my Twitter mentions who are just like, oh yeah, I totally thought that they were a big phony paper. I'm like, no, you didn't. Shut up. They were an amazing team last year. And to suddenly see them going one and four against a fairly winnable schedule. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. yeah, no. Yeah. It's worrisome. It's very again, worrisome. especially if you're if you're looking for those teams that can stop the Patriots. So we should move on to predictions. Let's let's How will the Chargers fuck it up on Thursday against the Broncos? Yeah, yeah, against Paxton Lynch too. Do you think do you, do you think that makes you give the edge to the Chargers or or no, do I think... I don't think how how can you give the Chargers a possible edge until yeah. they prove that they won't fumble it at the last second. I th- I think the Chargers Fair are going enough. to be a winning, and then in the last three seconds, Paxton Lynch is going to throw a thirty yard oh, bomb that bounces man. off a Charger backup's helmet and lands in a Bronco player's arms, and then that player makes a sixty yard run. It's oh, it's th- that that's the kind of nonsense that we kind of have to predict with the Chargers. That's it's something is so wrong with that team. The one thing going for them is it just seems like these primetime late night games inside the division are always a little bit unpredictable, but I'd still say Denver because San Diego also just matches up really poorly. Like the exact thing they want to do is just bomb with Philip Rivers, and that's the exact mm-hmm. thing you don't want to do against Denver. So I just don't see it. 49ers at, well, against the Bills. So obviously the Greg Roman train toot toot, it's going to keep moving. 49ers, they understand the Greg Roman train. They, they let him do. walk. They didn't fire him. They let him walk. And now they're witnessing what they could have done if they had just let him go. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Also, this so, is in so Buffalo. You're the Bills are going to win this. I'm yeah. going to pick yeah. the Bills. I'm rooting for the 49ers to win it just because it would be so awesome to see to see Cap you know, come in and lead, lead the 49ers to, to victory. It would be cool. It'd be, it'd be cool, but but it would also be super cool if the Greg Roman train keeps running, you know. So either way, I'm I'm gonna pick the Bills to win, but either way, I'm I'm not gonna be unhappy with the result. I'm gonna pick San Francisco. Not at all. I just want to chime in there. Uh, it's a sentimental pick, but okay. I think Kaepernick's been you know saving things up for quite a while, and I think Buffalo they got some things you can exploit. Eagles at Redskins. So this is pretty Eagles. interesting to me because it's the first Eagles uh, division game. And mm-hmm. the Redskins have been kind of spoiler. They've been playing a kind of a spoiler role so far this season. Even in the games where they've lost, they've been in the game. Yeah. So I don't know. The Redskins, I think maybe I was underestimating them a little bit, but I, I still think the Eagles will win. I, I do too. I think the Eagles win and yeah. Yeah, I got Philly. I think Philly's very good and I think Washington's <laughs> all right. So I take very good over all right. Yep. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Here's a stinker: Browns at Titans. Uh, Tennessee. Yeah. I'm picking Tennessee. I'm I'm picking Tennessee three. I I want to give it to the Browns. I want the Browns to get a few wins, but uh, after last week's performance by the Titans, I I can't give it to them. And after last week's performance by the Browns, I can't give it to them either. Yeah, Cody Kessler, I think, is scheduled to play again. He 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 escaped. He escaped his MRIs without any serious injury i think he just got like a bruise or something so i think the titans are going to win the titans were at home ravens at giants i'm just going to pick the ravens because i have no faith in the giants really i'm I'm, no i'm going with the giants here at least i think no no i i think that this game's gonna suck it will this game is going to be sucky i want to believe that odell beckham kind of comes back and 
now that he's got a touchdown catch, kind of finds his feet a little bit. I don't know how the Giants' defense is going to stop Morty Morning. That high-flying offense. (laughs) I'm I'm picking Baltimore, too, because I have a theory here about Flacco. And he always – his career is like a a, – I'm going to get kind of math nerdy here, but it's kind of like sine wavy. So he goes up and down, but he always oscillates right Mm -hmm. around this middle Mm -hmm. level. And it's been kind of down lately, and I think part of the Tressman canning was to kind of assign some blame for their offensive woes to Tressman rather than Flacco, who's been kind of mediocre. So it's kind of on him to bring it back up a little bit to keep the heat off him and quasi-justify his disgusting salary. So I think he he puts it together. Yeah. (laughs) The Ravens, the Giants and Ravens are both mediocre, but I think the Ravens are a slightly better brand of mediocre. And this game will suck. This game will suck. Panthers at Saints. So this was not oh, expected to be a bottom feeder battle. No, no, but it, but it is. Uh, I'm picking the Panthers. I, I, I think I, Cam's yeah, going to come back. I was going to say, I, if Cam is back, Panthers I'd take too. Carolina. If not, I'm taking New Orleans, which is a really cowardly take, but that's what yeah. I'm doing. The Jaguars at the Bears. How thrilling. <laughs> Fuck. Me. <laughs> uh, none of these Fuck matchups are good. Me. The Bears haven't played a good game yet this year. Nope. Every single time we get to this pick, I'm like, why? Why do they put them on TV? Why? They should send this one to London and then close Heathrow so they can't come back <laughs> after the game. I'm gonna pick the go Bears. Bears. Fucking go Bears, but still. I think I'm gonna pick the Bears, and I'm. I think this is going to be a major nail in the coffin for the Gus Bus. <laughs> he, he got a, he got a little bit of a reprieve when they beat the Chuck Truck last week in London, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm, this is gonna be mm-hmm. the Bears' first win, and it's going to be a awful disaster of a game, and. Now, Gus Bus is basically going to be talking on his press conferences while on fire from his seat. I'll take Jacksonville. <laughs> he will literally be on fire. Just to, uh, just to zig. You're taking the Jacks? I, I, this game is just like... Sure. I'm just unbelievably ambivalent toward it. Speaking of uninspiring, Rams at one. Lions. I, these are two games <laughs> I enjoy watching. I kind of me Detroit, too. Um, but again, like I, I kind of... I like the cut of these teams jibs but i think detroit um is due for a little bit of a surge they're getting back some they've gotten back some key players on defense lately stafford's always due for, mm-hmm. for some craziness uh and theo riddick is a monster so i like detroit i like detroit too i i like detroit three i can't really give the benefit of the doubt to the rams until their offensive line starts doing something anything Time Don't hold your breath. Steelers at yeah, I'm not, the I'm Dolphins. Not. Steelers, do we need to say anything else? <laughs> no, no. Okay. Steelers could win that. It's it's gonna be disgusting. <laughs> Bengals at Patriots. Yeah. Patriots. This this could have been a good game if it were yeah. last year's Bengals. I, the, I still would have taken the Patriots, but at least yeah. Pats. But yeah, now Patriots roll. Chiefs at Raiders. This could be fun. This, this could might be fun. Be fun. It, it'll, it'll be a fun offense versus a dink and dunk offense. Uh, and the, the fun offense will be playing an okay defense, and the dink and dunk offense will be playing a bad defense. So we'll see how that math shakes out. Um, I'll take the Raiders just because I want them to win. I want Amari Cooper to have another huge game. I, I'm rooting for that to happen, so I feel like if I pick them, it might. I'll, I'll... What you want, Sam, is exactly how things will shake up. That you affect the universe clearly. I hope. I hope. Well, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with Kansas City. I think um, Cooper's gonna have a tough time against okay. Marcus Peters. Peters is a beast, and I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, Kansas City was my pick for that division. I'm gonna stick to it. I got. I just have faith in that team. It's just. It's a solid team, top to bottom. They've had not a great start to their year, but I think the wheels are also gonna fall off this Raider gravy train soon. And I'll, I'll start it here. So here's probably the game of the week. Falcons mm-hmm. at the Seahawks. God, this is going to be a great game. At least yeah, I hope it is. It is. Yeah. I think the Seahawks I, are going to win this. Really? Cause I, I, think I do. I think the defense is still good enough to slow the Falcons offense down. And they, the Seahawks seem to have found an offense and the Falcons have zero defense. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, especially with the Seahawks at home, 
if this was in Atlanta, I, I might be a little bit more torn, but I think the Seahawks are going to win this game and the Falcons are going to yeah. take a little hit to their speed I think it helps uh, their that speed the Falcons here. are traveling. It helps the Seahawks have had a bye week to prepare. Um, yeah, and the Seahawks have been good. That's the one true. thing to they look out for, though, Falcons defense has not been good, but Vic Beasley has, and Seahawks offensive line has been trash. Yeah. And Russell Wilson is still not 100%, so he's not as mobile as usual, so... If Vic Beasley, there's a small chance that he just has a crazy game. If he doesn't, I think Seahawks win this one. That'd be cool. This would be a hell of a oh, statement yeah. win by the Falcons. If they, if they yeah. go into Denver yeah. and then beat Denver and then they go into and Seattle and beat Seattle, Seattle, like the Falcons, if they come out of this with a win, they are absolutely legit. And I think it's Falcons, Vikings in the competition for the and division. On the for the side uh, of that, I would conference. say, even if the Seahawks win this one comfortably, I don't think that means the Falcons are illegitimate. I, 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 no, not at all. This is a no, tough game no. for any team to go into Seattle like that. that I feel it should like not the be a mark on the Falcons if they lose. I feel like they've more, made more than enough of a case right now that they have one of the most, if not the most, dominant offenses in football right now. Cowboys at Packers. Mm. I'm going to take the Packers. Simply because it's I'm going to take the home. Packers, too. I'm going to take the Packers, too. Yeah, one, it's at home, but I also think the Packers just have a better team. I also think Jordy Nelson... I think Jordy Nelson might light Morris Claiborne on fire. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Dallas's defense is not good, so that could absolutely work in the Rodgers' favor and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Colts at Texans. Ugh. This is the primetime game. This is Sunday night for <laughs> Waiting all day for Colts versus Texans. God, are they even going to introduce it, or is or is Carrie Underwood going to like bite down on a sign I pull before before doing the song? This is going to be such a bad game. Do you think this game will be worse no. than Jaguars Bears? I think Jaguars Bears might be a little fun. I, that's the thing. I think the Jaguars Bears there at least the offense there, and I guess. I mean, I guess you will see offense from Andrew Luck and the Colts, but this is going to be such a bad game. I'm taking the Colts first off. The Colts are going to win it, right? Because the the Texans' defense is, you know, bad. But but this is going to be such a bad game. This is going to be oh my goodness! I'm almost kind of excited to see this game because I really don't know which team (laughs) is worse. The winner. Really, I, I want this game to answer that question because I don't the know which of Sunday team night is truly is going to be whichever hmm. crappy divisional game in the MLB is happening. That's going to get a ratings boost because no one wants to watch this. Yeah, um, I'm going to take Houston though. I don't think their defense yeah. is <laughs> quite as bad as everybody's saying. Oh, okay, it's still not good necessarily. I also just I think I don't know. I, maybe I'm, I think I'm a little biased against Indy. I just think as bad as Osweiler is. I, yeah. He can maybe crap out some passes to Nug Hopkins a couple times, maybe. Mm-hmm. Jets, Cardinals, Monday night. The Bulls Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's going to be fun. There's another stinker. Yeah. Card- I mean, Cardinals I, I think might the Cardinals be okay. For sure, but. Yep. I, here's, here's the. the f- fun or the potential for fun in this game if if you want if you want your secondary to kind of have a tune-up game play right and start gelling yeah yeah there are worse quarterbacks to go up against than ryan six interceptions fitzpatrick so i think that this could actually function no matter no matter if the cardinals win or lose I think this could function as a very, very good practice for the Cardinals' defense. It'll just remain to be seen whether or not the Cardinals can put enough points up to to overcome the Jets. I think they can. I don't really have many doubts about that, but I, I think that this will be a great chance for the, the Cardinals' defense to hopefully find their footing. Football this season has just not been very satisfying. And no, it's no. just another week where there just doesn't look to be a lot of satisfaction. Outside Falcon Seahawks, there's not a lot of games on here I have any interest in really Mm-mm. watching. Yeah. I'm interested the to best... see how the Chargers are going to give it up. I'm but kind of interested in the game. No, like, I'm like... I'm vaguely interested in Eagles Redskins because I want to get a sense of how good the Redskins are. If I wasn't so mm-hmm. sick of the NFC East, but I understand that not everyone yeah. shares that opinion. There's there's just nothing 
it's just disappointing. It's and, just and all disappointing. This is why the ratings are down because none of this gonna is say, good. Your most recent comic goes into this, and it's like, why are ratings down? Maybe it's because teams are bad, and also you're not letting us enjoy the fun periphery that we can pay attention to when the games are bad. So, like, in Raven's Giants, which will not be a great game, probably, we don't even have to look forward to, you know, awesome Odell Beckman uh, Odell Beckham celebrations if he makes an awesome touchdown catch. How hard is it to just look at what Adam Silver does with the NBA and copy it? How hard is that? And do that. How hard? I don't understand why they hate personality. I, look at pro wrestling. Pro wrestling is fake. It is staged. Mm-hmm. It is scripted. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the enti- the entire appeal of that is basically because they're letting these performers perform. And it's also football is real. Football theories. is real. But they're not letting the performers be entertainers. I have two theories. That's part of the fun. One theory is that it kind of it chips away at this myth of the coach being this, you know, godlike figure molding his players and you know the human chess match element of it i think the other one and this is maybe more of a conspiracy theory other than just roger goodell being a dick um is the more personality you give these players the more you see them as human and the more you care about these mounting issues of player health and mental health that the nfl Mm. really wants to delay as long as possible that's a good point i that is a little conspiracy but it is also a good point i I don't think that's why they're Take it. I think it's just because it's run by a bunch of crusty old men right. who don't want to see personality, and they're stuck in this ancient idea of what the football player should be what, instead of what the football player actually is. NFL's got to fix it. Also, commercials are bad. Stop playing so many commercials. I'm so fucking. If I if I hear sweet if I hear sweet onion chicken sweet teriyaki, onion teriyaki day one more time, day. I just want to my God. level that guy with the baby saying sweet onion chicken teriyaki. I just want to take like a wrench to his face. I, I hate that commercial so much. It's the worst. It's the worst. They need a follow-up uh, of like, you know, a three-day-old too much mayo tuna day when, you know, my wife left me. <laughs> and, you know, wet, <laughs> wet, wet, wet translucent roast beef day for when she won custody of the kids. And if they're really going to take it to its logical conclusion, that would be the only redemption. That would, yeah, that would that would kind of redeem the whole thing right there. Eat fresh. Oh, Eat fresh. Eat fresh. Ooh. Sponsor us, Subway. <laughs> if, if you do, we'll, we'll retract everything we just said. Mm-hmm. We absolutely will. We will give you all the good press instead mm-hmm. of calling your sandwiches bad and your commercials even worse somehow. Yeah. Which is, yeah, saying something. So that's week five with a look towards week six. Not a great outlook on the horizon. I feel like we're kind of in the no. middle of a desert trying to figure out where the next oasis is, but we're not quite there yet. And we're I think, getting uh, a little discouraged. All we got to do is pick one direction and keep running and either we'll die or there'll be good football there. And either way, well... That's what we have to do. We're we're stuck in traffic on the highway, trying to. We're we're so close to our exit, and we're just hoping that our exit isn't also full of traffic, and then we can escape. Yeah. But we don't can't know. quite see it from here. We don't know. Just praying for that flex scheduling. That's my savior at this point. <laughs> Soon enough, they should allow more flex scheduling instead of like this late season stuff. They should just allow yeah. it from the beginning. Like week yeah. three on, when you start to have a sense of what might be fun. Yep, yep. There, there is no excuse for Colts Texans. There is just no in, excuse. In prime for that. time, there really isn't. They do that in they do that in college football too. Who'd have thought that was a good idea going into the year? It's not like there's anything that's really true. Shattering that we've come across that makes that a crap game now. It's pretty much only the fact that JJ Watt is missing, but that that isn't really even a huge piece of the puzzle there these teams are not that far off from what they were last year that's right i didn't even think about that the afc south is a complete dumpster fire we went and into this last week but it's so we don't have to really repeat it's it somehow it's somehow even worse sam we've hit the end yes here. so why yes. don't you and the other grezes play us out 
All right. Well, you can always follow me at Sam, G-R-E-S-Z-E-S-E-S-E-S on Twitter. You can also follow along with my writing over yardbarker.com, gameskinny.com, and thrillist.com. So there's Will Grezes. You can find me at the LinkedIn account of Will Grezes. I'm also uh, now manually <laughs> running the Smarter Child uh, a- AIM account. So um, you can find me there as well. <laughs> All right. I'm Play Dave. You can find me on Twitter at Play Dave, on Facebook at the Play Comic, on Patreon, and of course on the Play.com. Hopefully this week of football is actually fun despite the slate of games and we'll have a little bit more energy next week because things won't be incredibly depressing we'll see you next week stay strong folks